2: On a Tuesday here inside the SWBC podcast studio at the Star in Frisco, where it is well, it's in here. It's not 18 degrees, but outside it is, and it sure feels like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, things are chilly in Cowboys Nation too. Bill Jones, Savannah Hughmoller, Mickey Spagnola, and Everson Walls is not here today. He's got other commitments. He's decided. He didn't want to talk about things today. I think, yeah, chicken, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here we are.
3: I don't know if this was indicative of everything, but just as soon as you started the show up on the NFL network, was the divisional round schedule of games. It's like, okay, throw it right in our face.
2: Yeah, there you go.
4: Exactly.
2: All right. So, Uh, not so much to talk about since we weren't uh, together. I know, Mickey, you did a joint podcast yesterday. I tuned in for some of that yesterday. And so, you've got uh, things about the game that you've gotten off your chest. Uh, But, uh, new audience here for Mix Shots. Fire away. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Open ended, right? So,
3: uh, as I was telling Savannah before we started, that, you know, it's one thing to, uh lose a playoff game and then it's another thing to get beat as bad as they did uh almost not competitive i mean at 27 to nothing did you have any hopes that uh, they were going to recover it was somewhat reminded me of that 94 uh NFC uh play a NFC title game against San Francisco when but that was twenty one and nothing with still fifty five minutes left to play <laughs> yes, of the game. I know, that's yeah. what I said. I said, well you know they almost came back from that, but they still had three and a half quarters to uh to play. They were down twenty one nothing. But when it got to twenty seven nothing, it was like, Are you kidding me? This is not really happening.
2: That was also a team that had already won two straight Super Bowls. Yes. Yeah. I know. Uh and uh yeah,
3: it was, uh, you know, and I know what the feeling is out there. You know, everybody should get fired. Um, but as I try to caution everyone, that uh, firing the head coach means you fired the offensive coordinator. And uh, so whoever the new head coach would be, better have an offensive coordinator if he's not the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not as easy as just taking off the head because there's too many other body parts that follow along with making changes. And uh, and I'm not trying to, you know, overly defend Mike McCarthy. Uh, but if if you do something, then are you guaranteeing me that they're going to win 12 games next year? And you guaranteeing me that that change is going to win the playoff game? So you got to be careful. Uh, I think normally Jerry uh, t- tries to take the emotion out of it and kind of just calm down and then look at things pragmatically uh, before, you know, making a move or not making a move. Right. So I think that's kind of where we're at. But I just thought the that that might be the most unexpected, devastating loss that I've seen in my time covering Cowboy playoff games, and I counted them up before, uh, before the game. Derek had asked me, so how many playoff games have you covered? Mm-hmm. And so I started cutting them up, and I said, well, this sounds like it's 32. I said, do I get to count the two I watched on TV for the NFL championship with the Cowboys and the Packers? <laughs> he goes, no, you had to be there. I said, okay. <laughs> so 32? This was, this was the most, I think, I mean, they've gotten beat bad before, right? But it was it was almost somewhat expected. A road game at Detroit in the 91 season when they got wiped out. Uh, they got wiped out by Minnesota that one year. It was 99, I believe. Or 09. Or 09, yes, sorry. Um I think it was 99 too by the way. Oh there you go. <laughs> cuz it was it was Terrell Owens, not not Terrell Owens, it was uh Randy Moss, right? Mm. He was all pissed off that the Cowboys didn't
2: draft him. The minute the uh 09 game was 34 to 3 at Minnesota.
3: Right. And then and then 99 would have been at Minnesota also
2: cuz they were a wild card team as I remember. But that team didn't have the same hopes this team no, had this year. No, definitely not. Y- you're right. And it was 27 to 10. And it was only a eight and 18, right?
3: Yeah. And then in 09, they got wiped out again by Minnesota. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, this was not expected. This was not, oh, we didn't get one more play or, oh, it was a catch, no catch, uh, or Aaron Rodgers throwing basically a Hail Mary to uh, set up the winning field goal. This
2: was just a butt-whipping. So, Savannah, <laughs> <After> <laughs> how was your that, Sunday? <laughs>
4: uh, I had to let Mickey do his, his uh, uh-huh. rant first and then, you know. <laughs> See where we're at, but I mean, I also knew it was the the turning point in that second quarter. I was actually standing um, in the end zone tunnel right when Dak had thrown the interception and they ran it back in, and Green Bay and the entire Green Bay defense is just running right at you, right at me, right at the cameras, everything, and. Just the fans around me, because there were like one of the field suites and then people behind me, the amount of just screams and all the things, I just was shocked in that moment. And that's when I realized, was, I don't think we're coming back. It
2: was like watching a horror movie.
4: <laughs> Correct. Uh-huh. A, slow, scary. a slow car crash. <laughs> and
2: it got very fast right there. And then all of a sudden, uh-oh, okay. Um, here we go. So here we are, and uh, there's uh, are so many questions to be answered, and uh, you have to let the let time pass, and where people upstairs figure things out. Yeah, um,
3: I ran into Stephen yesterday, and uh, I uh, I can't remember how it happened, and he had something about how's it going, and he goes hanging hanging tight just mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. uh, which was not the answer, question to ask, right? I learned that from Bill Parcells after a loss. <laughs> when we saw him the next day. How's it, he said, hi, and I said, hi, how's it going? And he goes, not real well, <laughs> <Just
4: like that. laughs> At least he <Steve> was honest. <laughs> so
3: now I've learned to just say hi to him and not ask how it's going out of just what you normally say, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, yeah, um, so to me— Um, you know there's also there's always personnel questions but then there's also you know why in the world did you decide to play zone on defense in the secondary and it seemed like they did it more than normal from what I can tell and my only answer to that is they were trying to hide Stefan Gilmore's injury uh, that they didn't want him having to play man the whole game um, and not bench him and putting the Sean right out there to play cornerback. Uh, but it looked like they hadn't played much zone all year. I've never seen so wide open receivers in my entire life. Like there was just missed coverages. And the worst was uh, the touchdown pass to Musgrave uh, when he stood there by himself, it's seeming like forever, waiting mm-hmm. for the pass to get there, when his back to the end zone, standing still to like catch the like ball. Like he's fielding
2: a punt. Right, yes. <laughs> and, and, and all I could think of, he's got to be thinking, oh, my God, don't drop this. And, it, and it's just a mental bust on that play. Right. You know, defensively. Yeah, it wasn't like they... They uh, beat somebody, right. or a communication mix-up. Yeah, you know, and and and
3: it was like, and but how many of those were there? And so I went back and I got the big play type things, and so they give you the top ten. Nine of them were fifteen yards or more. They had a twenty, a twenty-two, a twenty-six, a twenty-seven. A 39 and a 46. I believe it. We saw it, right? (laughs) Yeah, And and it was just so uncommon for that defense to give up that many big plays. Um, And so, you know, hand it to Green Bay. I thought they had a really good plan, and I thought they had a really good plan defensively that I think we've seen before from other teams that have beaten the Cowboys. Uh, That... Uh, they're able to stop the run with a normal front Mm -hmm. and they decided that they were going to put undue pressure on Dak Prescott Uh, and they end up sacking him four times Uh, they hit him nine times Uh, he was forced to run with the ball six times couple of them were good runs but that wasn't the design play it was because of the pressure Mm -hmm. and he had six more passes defense meaning he's trying to fit the ball into tight situations and the passes were getting broken up so those two things i think really uh, held this offense down to 16 points until they decided that, okay, we're not giving up any big plays. You can gain all the yards you want, score all the touchdowns you want. We still got 48
2: points. Right. Well, the most disappointing thing for me was the play of the defense. And uh, and you could see it coming in the last month of the season. And I, I spent a good part of yesterday morning just trying to figure out the linebacker situation—it's been—it's bugged me f- the whole second half of the season right. when Leighton Vander Esch wasn't replaced. And I understand that you have difficulties during the middle of the season finding players to replace other players, but those are contingency plans that you have to have in place. Earlier in the season too, or was it that, that that Dan Quinn said, "Hey, I can win with this," mm-hmm. you know, and it was it's successful in games where you get ahead. It's not successful in games when you get behind and teams can just just run on you. But I mean, you go back and look at the linebacking depth chart. On this team, and I don't look at Marquise Bell as being a linebacker. Bless his heart, I think he played a gr- had a great season, mm-hmm. moving from safety, playing linebacker for the first time in his life, and and sub and then the idea was after Overshown went down with the injury in the preseason that okay he's in sub packages, he's basically replacing Overshown, similar size player, Overshone's two hundred twenty pounds, Bell's listed at two ten on the roster. Uh, but okay, you get into a situation now, late in the year, uh, against Buffalo, and the game's on the line against uh, Miami and uh, Detroit, and you know, and he was he was nicked up in one game where they were playing J. Ron Curse at linebacker alongside Demon Clark. But you basically only had one linebacker uh, who got any defensive snaps, in Demon Clark in the right. last half of the season. And you know the Packers when they prepare to to fate and that's why they take the football to start the game. They want that they knew the key to this game is get ahead, get ahead, and stay, and then you stay ahead. Exactly. And um, and so that it's a defense that is small uh, and aggressive, and when things are going well and you got the lead in the game, it um, it can come up with picks. It can come up with mm-hmm. you know. Um, turnovers and but when you get behind uh and a team can just pin its ears back and run at you uh, with a running back like aaron jones uh slasher who uh you know they do a great job up front as far as uh, him being able to have holes to run through and you've got i mean it's you look at the goal line situation you know, first and goal at the one and the cowboys have four they had Parsons at left defensive end, two defensive tackles, Lawrence at right defensive end, and Damone Clark on the right side, and your middle linebacker is 14, Marquise Bell. You've got six DBs on the field on first and goal at the one-yard line. And that's been going on here for the whole last month of the season. Right. Okay. And so you don't have the personnel to stop the run, in my opinion. And probably the same when they
3: ran it in from three yards out or – Nine yards. Or in the third
2: quarter where you need to stop them, but they're going to run the football. And uh, when you have, you know, six DBs on the field, uh, and then it causes problems. Uh, when you're converting safeties down into the box, um, they haven't played linebacker for a living and reading and reacting and so forth. Now I don't know, you know, I, I got as much knowledge about football in my pinky finger as the guys down the hallway do, and so there's a reason why they were doing it, but it certainly didn't work in this game.
3: And they they tried, uh, and I thought somewhat successfully that putting parsons at linebacker
0: mm-hmm.
3: and having at a bigger times. front at times but not often enough i didn't think uh and you know I, let I, him run to the ball don't just let him get overwhelmed at the line of scrimmage
4: well i think most of these issues started being apparent in that bills game that's when you really saw how they played and how the run defense was and I think we can say from the Bills and then you go to Miami and then from there you beat the Washington Commanders who you know that was almost a given that you that you're going to win that game however I think we almost were all fooling ourselves a little bit going into this Green Bay game.
2: I think what what you're looking at is you go back into October, and I agree wholeheartedly with everything you're saying, but at that point in the season, there are no linebackers to go find, Yeah, you know, to go get. And I mean, they, they tried. And, and They brought Rashawn Evans in uh, earlier. Didn't work. They brought Shaq Leonard in, mm-hmm. and he wound up going with Philadelphia instead. And so those were the two at midseason that were available. Uh, but and so, th- to uh, Dan Quinn's credit and the defensive coach's credit, they figured out a way to make it work and get on a roll towards the you know winning seven of their last nine games after Leighton Vander Esch goes down with the injury. But at some point, it was going to catch up with them. So, tell me if you sense a pattern here. They lost to
3: Arizona, two hundred and twenty-two yards rushing. They lost to San Francisco. 170 yards Mm -hmm. rushing they lost to philadelphia 109 which was they were in the game Uh, they lose to buffalo 266 yards rushing they lose to miami 125 no 91 yards rushing and then they lose this playoff game 143 yards rushing so those are your six losses, five of them for at least 109 yards. So, uh, and that's been their 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 problem in the last couple playoff games too. Given the last three playoff games, if you look at it, when they gave up 273 the 2018
2: season to the Rams. Oh, okay. You're, so you're going back to 2018. Yeah. You're talking about the three, three playoff losses. Well, yeah. I mean, against San Francisco last year in the playoff, it was a tight game, and they actually uh, contained the run game. You're right. Uh, the year before decently. they did.
3: The year before they didn't.
2: And in fact, in fact, let's take a break. and We'll come back, and I'll. Uh, I, spent yesterday morning looking back at last year in the playoffs Mm -hmm, versus mm -hmm. this year in the playoffs at the linebacker position and be able to underscore more what i'm talking about when we come back here on mixed shots in
5: a moment i'm dak prescott quarterback of the Dallas cowboys and they snap
2: at the prescott who looks right it's not there he escapes left he'll run for a first down
5: just like football when it comes to crypto it's important to have a team you can trust with blockchain.com i know i'm in good hands Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency.
2: Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he
0: scores.
5: Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com.
0: We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like well like burgers and pepsi this perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce every sesame seed on the bun and every sip of that crisp refreshing ice cold cola a journey to foodopia burgers better with pepsi that's what i like
6: the medal of honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat more than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the civil war fewer than 4,000 have received the medal of honor The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at MOHmuseum.org.
1: Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? Or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone? Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts. At AARP.org beatscammerstx Beat Scammers TX, you can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's AARP.org beatscammerstx Beat Scammers TX.
6: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check.
2: All right, we continue with mixed shots on a Tuesday as we wrap up what happened on Sunday. We're going to look ahead to the offseason as well. Wrap up my thought on – we were talking about the linebacker position and I mentioned uh, last year in the playoffs. Let's all recall that your linebackers in the playoff games last year against Tampa Bay and San Francisco, you had 6'4", 256-pound Leighton Van Der Esch and 6'5", 257-pound Anthony Barr at linebacker. This year, you have 6'3", 240-pound Damone Clark and 6'3", 210-pound Marquise Bell at linebacker. Um, so there's a, the marked difference in so the size difference. of uh, the guys that you're putting out there. Uh, trying to defend the run. And credit Clark and Bell doing the best they can, but, um, you know, I just think that they were overmatched in, in certain, certain situations. Mm-hmm. Aaron
3: Jones averaged 5.6 yards a carry, three rushing touchdowns, which tied the Packers' playoff single-game record. He's now got seven playoff touchdowns rushing most in Packer history, wow. which, which means more than Jim Taylor and Paul Horning, <laughs> who are both in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, by the
2: way. Uh, the other thing about uh, Van Der Esch and Barr last year, they got all the defensive snaps in the playoff games last year. Clark was strictly a special teams player in the playoffs last year. So this was his first time to play defensive snaps in a postseason game.
3: See, and the reason we bring this up is – it, it doesn't look like it was that significant, but it was so efficient that uh, it was a hidden factor in the game. You know, mm-hmm. I talked about all the big plays, right? And it was like, well, the pass defense sucked. Well, but they were running the ball effectively to keep their attention, and and right. and, and they did not get pressure. Now there was one or two plays where Parsons got there a half step late. Uh, to hit love but he didn't get sacked he didn't get sacked and all of a sudden you start getting so run conscious you're a half step slow trying to get to the quarterback and he only got hit like what was it four times maybe um and and he never really had to did i don't think he ever ran the ball or maybe one time because he Jordan Love he kneel he kneeled down for a loss of one or maybe he tried to run at that time, mm-hmm. um, but defensively, um, the Cowboys had three quarterback hits, no sacks, so that was a continuation of what we saw down the stretch, other than the. Four sacks, I believe, they had against Washington. Mm -hmm. They had no more than one sack the previous five games, I want to say. And I can tell you that for sure. It was one against Seattle, one against Philadelphia, one against Buffalo, one against Miami, one against Detroit. And they got none in this game. Right. So their inability to put pressure on the opposing quarterback also
4: showed up you got to give credit to Green Bay's O-line. I mean, they really did block for Jordan Love, and they gave also the ability for him to to pass in those moments when they weren't running the ball, and it worked for them.
3: And you know what? And he was as good as advertised. We talked about it, right? Throwing off his back foot, reading the field. Uh, But then again, when you got guys that wide open, but he dropping the ball in the bucket, Uh, he was awfully, awfully good.
2: And uh, the other thing is, it, it really shows, and, and I think this is can be an encouraging thing to Cowboys fans, when you see what the Packers are able to do and the Rams were able to do as far as turning their roster over and using these young players, Uh, Draft picks. I mean, the Packers had 13 draft picks this year, and nine of them are playing primary roles as first-year players Mm -hmm. in this league. The Rams had 14 draft picks this year, and they make the playoffs. A lot of those young players, including Puka Nakua, a fifth-round draft pick, uh, second-round offensive guard Steve Avila at a TCU is one of the uh, best young offensive linemen in the league. Uh, And when you look ahead now with this Cowboys roster – and where things are right now, as, you know, with guys long in the tooth at certain positions, with other guys that are younger guys who are now free agents and what they're going to have to do in the off season, You can, you know, the interesting thing about the draft right now, is coming out of the COVID year, and I think one of the reasons that so many, and we saw it in last night's game, where Tampa Bay, uh, uh, their Trey Palmer, their uh, rookie sixth-round draft pick, uh, has a long touchdown catch in that game. Guy got 4-3 speed out of Nebraska, and he's playing mm-hmm. a primary role for Tampa Bay right now. I think what's happened coming out of the COVID years is you got older players coming into the draft. They had to sit out the one year, Mm -hmm. and they got the extra year of eligibility as well. And so there are more players that are ready to play coming into the league now during this two- or three-year window coming out of COVID than there were uh, prior to 2020. And I think the – I don't know if the Packers or the Rams or other teams – we're looking at that when, you know, but clearly coming into this draft, there were so many more mm-hmm. draft prospects than in normal years, and I think it, it'll probably be more of the same this year as we look forward to the draft. There are opportunities to get good young players who can replace players on your roster that mm-hmm. are at uh, smaller salaries. And, and depth in the draft, That's right. what Bill's
3: talking about, like third, fourth, rounds that not everybody can be drafted in the
2: first or second round that we're prepared to play the other part of it is coming out of covid the new roster rules where i mean you can i haven't counted up but you can go the cowboys roster the green bay roster the pittsburgh roster pick a team any team and there are probably 75 players who were active for a game, 75 different players, when you consider the elevations from the practice squad, Mm -hmm. guys getting hurt and so forth. So you take 90 players uh, to training camp, and uh, you might have 80 of those 90 players who actually play in a regular season game for you. And... Uh, it's been a really good thing that the NFL has done in changing these what were archaic rules in the past, where you get you get injured and you're out for the year, you get placed on injured reserve. Now you right. can come back in four weeks, and uh, or eight weeks, whatever the injury requires, and um, and so you have to have more depth on your roster, and I think that's another reason why teams? Why things are so much different from the first half of the season to the second half of the season for a lot of these teams now. Why is Philadelphia so much worse now than what they were the first half of the season? Well, they suffered a lot of injuries, and yeah, they went out and got a couple of veteran guys, but maybe they didn't do such a good job on the back end of their roster as far as having guys that can step in and play. Right,
3: yeah. So um, there's a lot that uh, goes into this that we were – you know trying i was just kind of looking at the guys that actually uh played in games and um it would take me a while to counter that right. but i think right. you got mm-hmm. a pretty good point uh, on that so uh, i think I, I think that uh you know the frustrating part for the fans is they they've seen this too many times right and like I said, going into this, this team had no responsibility for what happened the other 20-some years in the playoffs, right? Um, but it's the continued frustration, I think, that, is, that has happened. You know, I'm sure everybody's yelling, they, well, if we had a general manager, this wouldn't have happened. Well, Philadelphia had the general manager, mm-hmm. and it happened to them. Um And I know Jerry uh, does a good job of taking uh, the brunt of the criticism. But, you know, we know that between Will McClay and Stephen Jones that they basically are the day-to-day general managers. You know, Jerry gets the last say, of course, uh, but those are the guys that are doing the work, and they've been heralded, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody's, you know, heck, just... Look at what the stories were going into the game, how good Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott Mm -hmm. meshed. Oh, it's a different deal. And then you lose one, and it's like, well, what the hell? Everyone flips. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And including, you know, many members in the media, too. You know, everything was great. And then you lose, and it's like, well, what are they doing?
4: I just think it was shocking. Everyone and this fan base especially had such high hopes this season. I mean, you have these seasons going back to, you know, with Mike McCarthy that are 12 and 5. And things look like they're progressing. Dak Prescott's having one of the best seasons of his careers. And I think there was so much hope going into this, especially sitting at the second seed. You're on a eight-game you know, win streak just this season at AT&T Stadium. You had the advantages, and then to just get blown out like that just in the first half was very shocking to the fan base, and I think that's why there's so much flip mm-hmm. to what everyone is saying.
3: And I think there was also this natural reaction that well they hadn't lost the game at home in the last 16 and they went 8-0 and this year
4: mm-hmm.
3: but as I continue to say sometimes it
2: matters who you play exactly. with exactly that's what we've been saying all season and I mean if they played uh, San Francisco and Buffalo at home rather than on the road th- they still <laughs> would have got beat that's right right it would I mean if you think about it the best teams
3: they played at home Seattle, I don't know if you want to throw them in there. Um, Philadelphia, and we well, saw Seattle what did happened. not make the playoffs. Philadelphia, you know, that went was, downhill. Yeah,
4: the start of their downfall. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Detroit, they got by by one point. Mm-hmm. And when they played the Rams, the Rams weren't playing that way. Uh, and then the other games that they won at home the Jets, New England, the Rams, the Giants, Washington. Seattle, Philadelphia, and then Detroit. So, this was technically probably the best team they played at home at this time of the season.
2: It's either them or Detroit. Yeah. So it, and they may be playing each other in the NFC Championship game next week. <laughs> you know. Go figure. And, and, and <laughs> I mean, we'll see if can Green Bay go to San Francisco and win. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're
3: and, 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 and there was this, I wouldn't
2: put anything past him. This whole narrative
3: about, you know, why are you so good at home? Well, sometimes it's who you play, at least for this year. Um, you know, you didn't play Miami and Buffalo
2: at home. You didn't play uh, the San Francisco at home. Um, so what was the, the Cowboys' best home win? You just listed them. Okay, the Jets 30-10, to New England 38-3. to then it was the Rams 43 to 20, and then the Giants. Uh, what was that score? 49-17, and then Washington was 45 to 10. Seattle was 41-35. Philadelphia 33-13, and then Detroit 20 to 19. Now you look back, which was the best game they played? Probably the.
3: Philadelphia game, but that wasn't the
2: best but team. But now I'm thinking about who they're playing. Yeah. I think uh, the best yeah. game they played was Detroit. Detroit, right. 20-19. And they barely because got Because of by. the opponent, yeah.
4: And yeah. I almost pinpoint the Seattle game because I think that was one of the biggest games where they were down and they were proving their ability to be able to come back and win a game. And then Seattle went on and had a great rest of their season. But I think those games after that it wasn't until we played Detroit that that we actually won against a very good winning team. And I felt
2: like that game they played above their heads as far as stopping the run <laughs> in that game. Remember, the, I mean, there was a lot of uh, run blitzes and things like that. They Against uh, uh, Detroit? Tackles for loss. Yeah, against Detroit. Seven tackles for loss in that game. And a lot of it is, you know, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence shooting a gap and, and tackling somebody in the backfield or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. and And,
3: and- – Having said that, they still ran for 125 yards. Yeah. But you're right; they they made plays. Mm-hmm. This game, they didn't make plays, and I got a couple I'd like to talk about. But we're all right. Up, up, up next,
2: them. a couple more Mickey would like to talk about as Mick shots continues.
6: The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org.
1: Cowboys football and Miller Light. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff, tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Did you know that responding to one spam call can lead to more? or that the IRS would never ask for your social security number on the phone. Beat scammers at their own game by subscribing to AARP Fraud Watch Network alerts and texts at aarp.org/beatscammerstx. You can sign up to receive information that helps you recognize and avoid the latest scams. That's aarp.org/beatscammerstx.
0: The mixed shots
2: and mixed shots continues. We've got about eight minutes left here, and uh, then we are going to be off from mixed shots the rest of this week. And we uh, do it on a weekly basis, starting next week. How about this? You see that note up there? What is that note up there that you watch Jordan, the NFL Network?
3: Jordan Love, first player since 1950 with a 150 plus passer rating in road playoff game, 157.2. And at one point, it was perfect. Perfect, and then he threw that last pass on mm-hmm. the. He had an incompletion, think, yeah. <laughs> and that incompletion dropped it a whole point. It was 158.3, which is Incredible. a perfect rating.
5: Incredible. Jordan Love's going to be in the Packer Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> Without a
4: doubt.
3: If he keeps playing that way, right? Um, okay, so, and and there was just a couple plays that uh, stood out to me. I didn't get a chance on that first series to go back and look at the uh, illegal contact on Bland. It was the second play of the game when they had the uh, minus three, mm-hmm. uh, how egregious it was. Um uh, but the one that stuck out to me uh, was the non-interference call uh, on Jer, Jer, Jair, Jair Alexander, Alexander, Alexander on the, the interception. Yeah, and you know, and they kept saying on television, "Well, he's got the right to go get the ball, and he does." But to earn that right to go get the ball, he yanked Cooks from behind, uh, and it should have been either a holding or a legal contact, one of the two. Uh, and they just they just ignored it, and and it was significant, um, giving them the ball. What was it? Fourteen nothing, and they got the ball at the nineteen yard line, mm-hmm. uh, and then they go in and score. Uh, that that was that was that was r- really big. Um, the other one, I guess, it was inconsequential. Uh, the offensive pass interference on Tolbert on the two point conversion. He, he, all he did was run his route. And he he now, he squeezed right behind between two guys. He didn't block anybody. He didn't touch anybody, and they threw the flag on that. Uh, it's just these mixed crews. I just don't like it. I do not like it because I think everybody's trying to show that how much they know uh, by throwing flags.
4: Well, how about Micah Parsons finally drawing a holding call? Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
3: Two of them maybe. Not once, but twice. Twice. Well, when you get tackled from behind uh-huh. kind of, and the guy's riding piggyback on you, it's kinda of hard to ignore.
4: Yeah. Well, it was it was time that was, you know
3: I love his broken. Take, his late <laughs> this his take on it that the officials tell him, Well, you were so far out of the play you couldn't make that play and his response is How do they know I can't I can uh-huh. make plays that normal people can't make. Don't tell me <laughs> right. what I can't make. That's right. Uh, so anyway, I was
2: going to throw that out there. Um, so what do you think about this, uh, uh, off season coming up now?
3: Well, my count, they got 16 unrestricted free agents, Mm -hmm. including the deep snapper, who was pretty darn good. Um, our star of the game. Yeah. (laughs) All his snaps have been perfect this year. Uh, which is rather remarkable that they were able to pick him up off the free agent uh, wire, uh, or sign him, I should say. Um, yeah, it's got a lot of work to do, and one of the things we've already discussed: linebacker, right? Um, you got to figure out running back, and you got to figure out cornerback, and you got to figure out offensive line, and mm-hmm. offensive line is who's going to play. Mr. Newton pointed out yesterday very. What,
2: I didn't I miss that. Well, he was, he was say? talking
3: about don't be afraid to use the 24th pick in the draft on an offensive lineman.
2: Well, and uh, we don't know yet. I mean, there's a couple of them that are long in the tooth. Yes. Tyron and Zach. Right. and You better be prepared, right? Mm-hmm. Not just
3: assume you got a game or two out of... T.J. Right. Even if you have mm-hmm. them under
2: contract, even if they are playing, right. It's you have to be prepared in case of injury. Right. Uh, when you're – Tyron is uh, 33 and Zach is also 33. Right. So, Zach actually a, few, a couple of weeks older than Tyron. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Even though <laughs> – He was drafted three years later. (laughs) It's just amazing how. Tells you how young. 20 year old Tyron. uh, Yeah. uh, Savannah Tyron did not turn 21 until December 12th of his rookie season. That's how young he was when he came into the league in 2011. So, and and Nate. And his contract is up. Yeah. And Nate was right yesterday. They got to
3: decide is Tyler Smith your guard or is the, the tackle? Is the, he the inherited tackle at, on the left side? And then just wherever you do, leave them there. Don't keep rotating or shuffling. Uh, and if that's the case, then who's your guard? And then Tyler Biotis she's
2: also a free agent. Right, exactly.
4: There's uh, a lot of changes to be made in this offseason for sure and a lot of rebuilding in those structures for a lot of position groups.
3: And I saw... Saw Connor McGovern pretty prominent last night oh, for Buffalo. Oh, yeah. uh, he kind of got in a little scrum on the sideline there, but you know he's <laughs> starting playing well. Um, so yeah, you got to be got to be very judicious what you do on this uh, offensive line. Um, running back, uh, you got to draft one, don't
2: you? Right, because you. <laughs> You know, obviously Pollard and Dowdle are both out there and you know I don't know what
3: other people think of Pollard and even if you brought him back you still need uh, you need another guy uh, cornerback is you know I think Gilmore, Gil- Gilmore wants a play Jordan and Lewis uh, Lewis is up and then you got Trayvon and coming back from a torn ACL mm-hmm. um,
2: you know So if now you took care of uh, in at safety, you took care of Malik Hooker and uh, and of course Donovan Wilson last year. Right. So they're under contract and um, curse is up. Curse is up. So, yeah,
3: Uh, cornerback position, you can't just assume Trayvon comes back as the same Trayvon right right off the bat. By the way, Uh, now you got Bland, then that's good. Uh, You know, I think Gilmore said that he wants to play another year. But he's got to have shoulder surgery. Um, and
2: bringing it back to linebackers, uh, Van right. Esch, obviously with his injury situation, and uh, you got Clark coming back. You got overshone coming off an ACL coming back, and, and that's going to take
4: held. that. That'll take development for overshone as well because mm-hmm. you know he's just. He hasn't done anything, right. so it's going to take a lot of development time for him.
3: Got a lot of needs coming up here. It's it's always amazing to me that you get in the playoffs, and whatever kind of wart you covered up during the regular season gets exposed in the playoffs, because mm-hmm. now you're playing the best teams in the league, mm-hmm. uh, and it happened. It happened, and here we are,
2: right? How'd we do in our picks last week? I know we missed one game. <laughs> How about the you rest know, of the league?
4: Yeah, uh, our I, picks. I,
2: I got. I know I got the Saturday games right. Houston and Kansas City. And I think we all. I think we were split on Houston and Cleveland. I pi-
4: I picked Houston. I
2: picked Houston I also. Think I picked Cleveland. I okay. picked Houston.
4: I picked the Steelers. So yeah, that didn't right. work out for me. Yeah.
2: And, um, and then. Um,
4: I, th- I can't sure remember I'd if pick I picked the Rams Buffalo.
2: or the Lions. I, may have I picked, picked the Rams. I may have picked the Rams. I think I did, too. And then, um, well, of course, we all in unison picked uh, and, Tampa Bay over Philly. Yeah,
4: yeah we right. did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, and
2: Everson missed them all, by the way, yeah. since he's not all here. All right, so as we himself. close it out, who's winning this weekend? You got uh, the first game on Saturday is Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore. I, Even, think, I, like I think Baltimore, Baltimore. I really like CJ Stroud, but Baltimore's yes. gonna win that game, yes. in my opinion. Uh the, uh the the other AFC game is Kansas City at Buffalo. Buff- Buff- Buffalo. I'll go Buffalo. So you got a Buffalo at Baltimore AFC championship game, which we will be we'll reconvene we can next talk about week. That. So we'll talk about <laughs> it. NFC Green Bay at San Francisco on Saturday night. We gonna pull the trigger on it, San Francisco, San Francisco. Yeah, going San Francisco, and uh, the other game is now Tampa Bay at Detroit, 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 Detroit. So we got a San Francisco Detroit or Detroit at San Francisco NFC Championship game. How about cooler
3: heads prevailing, not trying to play that damn game in Buffalo the day before? Oh yeah, yeah, and and it took the governor probably to say no, we're, we're not doing that, right? Because she didn't want all her first responders and police, as she said, taking care of seventy thousand people trying to get
2: into
4: a that stadium. Been impossible, yeah. right. That would, There's that, no way. That
2: was one case with the with what was going on. Yeah, um, on Sunday that could not have been played. So
3: would you have gone over there with a snow shovel uh, for no. twenty dollars <laughs>
4: twenty
3: dollars an hour? I'd have done it.
4: I, there's some absolutely there's some people that are gonna go out there I and wouldn't do go it, in my you know? driveway. <laughs> 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 That's I, what
2: Zoom is for. I told somebody I said <laughs> I used to I used
3: to
5: get two dollars an hour to shovel driveways. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. The problem was the report time what time you had to show up. Yeah. What time was that? Midnight.
4: To start shoveling, yeah, to do it all through the night,
5: midnight to shovel through the night. So basically, you're working the overnight shift at the Uh, stadium with
3: uh, the lights on. I'd have got there at seven in the morning, but not at midnight.
4: People would do it just to say that they did it. Yeah, I got I got to be a part of of it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
5: I do think it was funny that the the little ad they put out. It says, "In the morning, we'll give you a free hot breakfast in a warm area.
2: (laughs) (laughs) In a warm area, (laughs) like like there's a warm area anywhere in Buffalo. Yeah.
5: Yeah." But they did a pretty good job. Yep, they did. Really? They. Could go. They cleared the walkways. They cleared the field. Well, well the, I mean, come on, the field. I'm talking about the stands that they were really good there for. Hey, the clear the,
4: the touchdowns though, when the fans were throwing up the right. snow. That was yeah. that was cool. That yeah. was pretty cool.
5: I did think it was funny that your ticket doesn't Fun mean atmosphere. where you sit. Right? It was like it was open seating. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't. There's no way you could find it. I kept hearing that. It yeah. 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 so on open seating. Your so you, seat. if you get in the stadium, it's general mission. So wherever you can find a seat, sit down. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> sit, sit down on the snow. Except for it's that second
3: level where the heaters are. Yeah. Where the, you notice that. Right? Yeah.
2: The, you that's can, the best seat eat, in the house. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why you've got suites behind uh-huh. them. All right. Well, that does it for mixed shots for this season. And we turn our attention to 2024 next week on the next edition of Mixions. Go Cowboys.
1: (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
0: How about this, Cowboys?